thinking I ain't never get no sleep. Don't hit my line if it's not about a fee. Go get his money, chases round me. Keep a bitch, you gon' bust it down for me. She know what I like. Alright, alright. She rocked the latest fashion. You are now tuned in to the Matt Alexander Podcast. Welcome to the first official episode. Damn, it feels good to finally, finally say that. But anyways, on today's episode, I'm going to interview a friend of mine who goes by the name of Vass. He's going to talk about why and how he started his own clothing brand and much more. So stay tuned. So Vass, what's going on, man? Tell the people how you're feeling, man. I'm good, man. What's going on, broski? First and foremost, I, I'm first and foremost, before I interrupt, I want to thank you for being inaugural uh interviewer or interviewee actually for uh <laughs> this wonderful podcast that i feel that's gonna go straight to the top thank you man thank you man i've been a fan for podcasts for about 10 years so i always wanted to start my own but i didn't really know how to do it so mm-hmm. being on quarantine or lockdown or whatever you want to call it i just did a lot of research and i ha- i wrote down this the equipment i needed and yeah. yeah, now we're here and I got everything ready to go. Hey, man, if, they, if you don't come out with something during this pandemic, which is wild that I'm even saying pandemic, you know, you failed, bro. If you don't come out with something. You exactly. Know I mean? that, exactly. So I wasn't just home doing nothing. I had to put myself to work, research and you know what I'm saying? And now I stumbled on a passion that I always wanted to do. And yeah, here we are. You know what I mean? Dope, 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 dope stuff bro i support you you know i support you thank you thank you i appreciate it to start off i'm gonna ask you a couple of questions and uh yeah we'll just get the ball rolling do it why did you want to start a clothing brand yeah i can i can talk hours for this but i'm not gonna do that because i don't waste everyone's time and put them to sleep because i can't do that but (laughs) really and truly i've always been um I've always been a fan of fashion, man. Like looking through photos of the kids and my pops and the bell bottoms and this and that and going to the closet. I know chicks do this. They go into their closet, like little girls go into their closet, try on their parents' clothes. I did that with my pops still. I don't know if that's uh, the weird thing, but that's what I did, man. And, uh, you know, just uh, went to school for business. You know what I wanted to do and mm-hmm. uh, kind of, you know, ended up you know, being in the fashion industry, right, as my career. And then, and then, yeah, I worked my way towards, uh, obviously, you know, accomplishing your own stuff and being an entrepreneur. Okay, okay. But uh, hold on. What is the name of your clothing brand? You forgot to tell the people. So, so I want to put a little bit of stone there. So the brand name is Jean's Ordinaire, which in French is uh, Ordinary People. Okay. And um, I can talk about the story about uh, uh about how it how it came to fruition um but it's basically a brand about uh uh everybody equality uh uncolored uh there's so many uh punchlines i can say it's just uh we look around and we see celebrities and, and, and society and how we like ogle them and stuff like that but again they're just regular people just like us right very true and, very and, true and people and people need to need to understand that but the thing is though is that even a person that you don't know about is not a celebrity does some extraordinary things and we got to show that too right because we're all equal we're all the same and we all should be treated you know 
equal understand. So it's, okay. it's, 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 and, and also with people that have um, certain, I guess, limitations and stuff like that, the brand that I work with is basically trying to uh, give back to those people as well that need a little bit of help to, to get to that next level, right? So Okay, okay. That's a long story short, long story boring, however you want to take it, right? <laughs> so, Vass, how long did it take for you to plan and organize your idea? Whew. When I tell people, it's pretty crazy, but um, it, sometimes it takes people a lifetime to come up with something or do something, but it took me literally three months to do from start to finish to drop my first product out on the market. So I know it sounds a little wild, but let me give you some backstory. So it came about actually in uh, October 2019. And funny enough, I was 15,000 feet above sea level when I thought of the idea. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and, and that sounds pretty crazy. But I wasn't actually on day five of trekking uh, Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa, in Tanzania. Right. Um. We were done for trekking for the day, and I'm looking around, and I'm seeing people from all over the world. I got people from uh, Uruguay. I have people from Scotland. I have people from the U.S. I have people from uh, Australia there, South Africa, a group of 15 of us. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, we're some ordinary people. And we're doing some crazy, extraordinary things and some pretty crazy shit. Like, no one really thinks that they're going to climb, you know, third or fourth tallest mountain in the world. So that's kind of how I came up with the idea of, of Jean's Ordinaire, which is actually ordinary people in English. Right. But I right. know ordinary people is already trademarked as a brand. So I went after when I got back and did my research. Um, kind of figured out that Jean's Ordinaire is not registered as a business. So let me, so you know what, let me give you, let me give you some, some, some game on how to start a business. Cause again, you know, you can make a t-shirt and you'll fill the back of your trunk and, and, and think you're a business, but that's not the case. Let so, us know. <laughs> and give you guys some knowledge. I respect it. So to start a business, you got to register a company and by registering a company. You also need to find out what the name is that's not already used. Okay, so that's the one. And then once you get that, coming up with the name is the hardest thing, right? And and, and being up at fifteen thousand feet in Africa in Mount Kilimanjaro, that's where I got it. That's what it is. So I already knew. You know, I have I have a hit. Yeah. So, so registering the business, then you, you got to get a license. You got to get a number. And then if you want to, you know. Uh, uh, import. You got to get an import number to do that for customs. See, I didn't so even then you know all do that. that. You got you got to do that, and then also after that, you know, you got to set up your website, and you got to set up, you know, your infrastructure, the back end that people don't know about. What's your team? How are you going to get the product done? Do you even have a vendor? Mm-hmm. Who's going to make your clothes? Right. Right. You have to build that relationship. Right. It's not it's not easy. When did you realize you had an eye for fashion? <laughs> so like I said, like early on when I was younger, I'd always like, you know, you know, try on my pops clothes and stuff like that. 
but it's funny though. Let me give you a little story. So before 20 years old, after I just finished uh, uh, high school, uh, first year of college, actually, uh, what would it be? Sorry, let me, it would be end of my first year of, of college. Okay. Yeah, so I used to work at a jersey store, bootleg jerseys, by the way, uh, Mitchell and Nessus, that's a little snippet there, but you're going to know VP and Lawrence, you know, JV Sports and Entertainment, shout out. Right, right. So this was a time where everyone was rocking on jerseys, right? And I was like, it's getting lame because everyone's dr- dressing the same, right? Yeah. So whatever. Long story short, that summer I went to, uh, I went and backpacked across Europe. So, you know, Germany, Greece, uh, Amsterdam, um, you know, Romania, stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, so there were these shades when I hit Greece, these big stunner shades, like huge stunner shades, right? Yeah. And 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 and, and I bought them, right? The Ray Bans, they're about like two hundred euro uh, at the time. And I know when I come back, people are gonna roast me because I have different style. Um, because I've, uh, you know, the group man. They always call me the fashionista or the, you know, the guy that always tries to be extra. Of course, or whatever, of course, right? of course. You know, I've, but I have a I have a sharp tongue, so I always clap back. But you know, you guys roast, so that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I remember I came back and remember, I used to have long wear long jerseys. You know, you know, you know, one level if you want to call it, or just a buzz cut, or to wear like a fitted hat. Right? So I came back from that Europe trip, wife beater, walking the street of Victoria Park, wife beater, these big ass thunder shades on, and a full hawk. <laughs> right? This was before the whole like you know, the shift of like polos and all that type of stuff. And you guys were roasting me. And funny enough, my boy Bleak, yes. I'm not gonna call him out, but I'm gonna call him out. <laughs> roasting me. This guy found a way to take them from me. Oh, wow. Okay? I thought I lost them. Whatever. You take the L, right? It's yeah. Sunglasses. Everyone's lost a pair of sunglasses. Facts. Go to find out. This guy stole them to stunt because it's a new wave at the time. And he lost them at the strip club. <laughs> He's never, never going to live it down, man. I, I, to this day, that was literally almost 15 years ago. And I still roast them about it. <laughs> But like, yeah, man, always had the knack, man. Just always had the knack to like push the envelope a little bit, you know. And uh, and that's kind of how I felt like I had the knack. It was that story. It was me walking down the street and realizing that like, you know, I got something here or, 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 or I'm on trend. Mm-hmm. I felt good. And that's why I always keep a sharp eye and, and to see what the next wave is. All right. All right. So, um. Um, did you think you had what it took at first? You know, that's an, that's an interesting question. Uh, that's not my personality. If I really, uh, you know, set my mind on something, I eventually get to where I want to get to. Um, successful or not, I'll get to what uh, goal that I want to get to. Um, early on, because so basically right out of college, I got into a, a, a fashion company that is, that's also associated with um, with the NHL. It was called Roger Edwards Sports. Okay. And basically, I dealt with um, 
outerwear and leather goods, but had branded uh, NHL merchandise on it, right? And then yeah. they got bought out essentially by CCM, which owned Reebok. Right. So then that's how I started learning about production and the logistics and how you actually screen print and inventory control and, um, you know, overseas dealing with like uh, customs. So I started dealing with that and then they got bought out by Adidas. So Reebok got bought out by Adidas and then I moved to Adidas head office mm-hmm. and basically started looking at the, the CADs, which are basically blueprints for each season that were coming from Germany to Canada because how it went was Germany creates all the all the artwork and the design for Adidas uh, global brand, right. and it goes down to the U.S. and then from the U.S. it comes down to Canada. Oh, okay. The third child, we're the bastard child, I guess, when it comes to uh, uh, Adidas when it comes to Canada, right? So, so then I started learning about picking, you know, picking correct uh, uh, styles and colors and fabrics that people in like, you know, society like to wear. So that's kind of how I learned like 360. I've learned every facet of a business, um, but it actually took 10 years for me to get to this point today. Okay. Okay. So, so basically when you first had the idea, I guess working where you were working, is that what made you want to take action to start your own clothing brand? Yeah. So, so I always wanted to have a brand. Um, I always wanted to uh, do something more than the, the conglomerates like the H&Ms and stuff. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, basically include more quality uh, with fast fashion. So fast fashion essentially is like quick hits mm-hmm. of uh, styles that uh, people like to buy at affordable prices. The problem is, is um, they do that with crappy fabrication. What I'm trying to do is give that same type of feel but with quality fabric on your skin, right? Right, right. Um, and something that lasts long. But to answer your question, because I know I mumble, like I'm not mumble, but I, you know, talk a lot. Oh, it's all good, Clearly, man. Say you what you got to say, you know? Obviously, in the, in, the, in the 16 minutes or even less than that, I've been blabbing, <laughs> but, um, but really and truly, um, I always wanted to start a brand to give back um, as well as, you know, quality fabrication yeah but the thing is though i wasn't ready until today like i would have failed i knew i would have failed if i tried 10 years ago five years ago six years ago mm-hmm. um you know the jean's ordinaire brand has only been going for uh since the start of the year right since, yes. uh, since january so. yeah yeah okay okay so um how did starting your brand affect family significant others and friends like did you find that it took a toll on you uh, a little bit because you know i'm a, i'm a pretty uh private person when it comes to my personal life and uh you know when i was sourcing the stuff and you know starting the brand up which uh which basically started coming back from uh uh, the trip that I did in October, um, I would, you know, seclude from myself from people and people would call me and ask me if like everything's good, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, do we got beef or is there a problem? Like, nah, man, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing as you get older. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just gotta, you know, put your head down, hit the ground running and, and do what you gotta do for like, 
you know, the rest of your life, family and stuff like that. Even want to start your own family. So that's what I'm trying to do. So Okay. So then how did the how did you handle the stress and long hours? Ooh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Because I don't do anything. Um, so my, my ultimate goal is to do everything eventually locally, um, but have enough um, leverage to get the cost down because I want my product to be affordable to you guys, right? Yes, of course. I don't want to. If you do something here, you're spending hundred and fifty dollars you know, for a hoodie if you want something quality, right? Yeah. Not just a, a Gildan or an All-Style or whatever type of t- uh, hoodie. But um, the long, long hours come to me dealing with, you know, out, out um, international vendors. So essentially, you know, dealing with like the Chinas, the Cambodias, um, the Bangladesh even. Um, and talking about long hours, clearly, you know, their time zones are... Uh, are different than ours, right? So I would wake up three in the morning, answer emails, you know, take another three hour nap, wake up at six, go to my career job. Yeah. And, you know, on the way to work, even at stop red lights, I'm pulling out my phone and I'm emailing. So the stress was a lot. And, uh, you know, uh, I got to give a shout out to my girl because she dealt with some of those outbursts here and there, right? Like it's just real life, right? Yeah, but she held Not it down perfect, though. But yeah, she held it down. She support man, and 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 the thing though, I incorporate friends is like, um, I ask their opinions, right? Mm-hmm. I ask, I ask them, you know, what's good about it, what's bad about it, how can I tweak it, right? And 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 the brand isn't about the brand isn't for you guys, it's for everybody, right? Of course. So I like the style of something, but I know I like that, but the rest of the people might not like that, so I can't make something that looks good just for me. Yes, and very that's, true. And that's what, and that, and that's actually, you know, one of the one of the difficult things uh, to deal with in terms of trying to like create a brand that can expand. Yes, definitely. I don't even know if I answered that question, man. Like I'm being, I'm being real with you, man. I'm just going. <laughs> you got to be real. It's the only way you like people will feel what you're saying. You know, you just say yeah. what comes to mind, and you're keeping it real. So I appreciate that, and I'm, I'm sure the listeners will as well. You know hope what I mean? So, hope so. Or also get roasted. You know how it is. No <laughs> comment. <laughs> so, um, are you working um by yourself, or do you have like any partners that you like talk to if you want to have if you have like a certain idea? So, so right now I'm doing everything on my own, from sourcing to the ecom website, oh, photography. Wow. Uh, yeah. So you want to talk about long hours? I do it, but. I also get support from people, right? Like I ask or I get advice from somebody on an idea for excuse or something like that. And I tell them, like, I'll collaborate with them and I'll let them know. Um, the people know that you were part of the project, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but my ultimate goal is to incorporate some of the people, you know, around me to work with the brand. It can be self-sustainable where, right. it, you know, it makes that passive income yeah. where, like, when you're, we're all sleeping, we're making money, right? Of course, of course. Everyone so, wants to get so at that want, stage. Well, of course. So, so like, I would want one of my boys to do, uh, you know, run the e-com website. You know, next person I can collaborate with, you know, on the ideas, right? Me and my, me and a buddy of mine, Lee, we're already talking about a, a, a series of t-shirts for next summer, right? So, yeah, you know, stuff like that. So, okay. 
I like that. I hear that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want everyone, I want everyone to be a part of it eventually. Yeah. But right now I, I, <clears throat> I can't, I can't pay anybody right now. So, so I basically, you know, I got to do it on my own, but people help, man. And one thing I'll say, I get all my peoples and all my boys, all my girls, all my boys, you know, getting on photo shoots. I want to put you guys on them Instagram pictures. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to do. Don't worry. You're coming up soon, too. <laughs> I'm ready, man. Just let me know. Let me know. Yeah, I got jewels on there. I got bleak on there. I got some people on there. Some of the people, my boy Roan's going to be coming out soon. Okay, okay. When the hoodies, when the hoodies drop. So yeah, because be... you know it's hoodie season right now, so you already know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. Don't worry. It's coming in. You're going to get some nice... Some nice quality acid wash, you know, hoodie. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to be solid, bro. Okay. Yeah. Who is your ideal customer or consumer? Is it is it like a certain age group? Is it men and female? Let the people know. Yeah. So right now, see, here's the thing. Like right now, folk, I'm focusing more on, on, on men between the ages of 18 to 35. But okay. if, you really, if you really look at the market out there, the for the women the oversized you know hoodies or crew necks or tees with like a biker short or something like that in the summertime is really a hit right so i'm also getting female customers and well as well and inquiries about it i do eventually want to get to women but right now like focus on what woman's line um but right now it's just for uh uh for the men and this type of style is essentially you know not basic but not over the top like okay. I can't, yeah, it's just, it's just a casual, comfy, cozy, but has a little bit of drip to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you're, you're noticeable. Like, yeah. Like the tease, like, you know, came to the powerful message where people have come up to me and kind of, you know, what is that? I take what you need, man. And all the positivity message below, mm-hmm. or, you know, the other tea where it has a 3d effect where people have come up to me, like tap me on the shoulder and be like, what is this? Because it caught their eye, right? Yeah, like that's yeah. It, a subtle hits, but nothing too crazy. You know what I mean? You're not gonna see me coming looking like a with a like a Gucci or a thing where it has all them crazy layerings and all them crazy colors. And that's not that's not what the brand's about. That ain't ordinary people, bro. That's over the top people. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, like you were saying, um, having the 3D effect and I guess the certain colors is that what makes your um your brand stand out is that what makes it unique i should say yeah because like you said you had people come up to you and tap you on the shoulder yeah but that's only for like people people yeah those are subtle things where where people i want to get their attention because it's a new brand right but eventually as it grows i want people to know the brand for its quality and, and and for its longevity Okay. You know, man. Don't even lie. You bought something, you put it in the wash, and it it doesn't have that same effect. I know. The black ain't black. The black ain't the same black. I know. The white. The white doesn't pop. Yeah, it fades so, out after a couple of washes. That's what I'm saying. So, so my goal is to give you that effect long term, mm-hmm. and that usually comes with the fabrication that people don't know about. Right. Okay. So, okay. Okay. It's either you want to do a quick hit and make money, or you build a substance, right? Just because you make a t-shirt don't mean you got a brand, bro. Yeah, yeah, very true. And I didn't say that. I think T-Pain said that in a tweet, like 2012 or something like that. <laughs> I hear that. Did you do any market research in order to find your niche or did it just come naturally? Like, how did you know? It just kinda, 
like people would like the brand or whatever? You know, it just came natural to me because, like, I, I'm a big observer. I watch people. I watch, like, it might sound creepy, but I'm not the guy, wa- you know, sitting in the park watching people walk by, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I like to observe and see what people people like to dress like, right? Like, I'm noticing now, like, a lot of people are wearing those tonal tones, right? Those autumn tones, like, like those creams, those heavy dark browns. Yeah, yeah, um, I see that. Like you know, so you just you just observant on what people what people like. Do they like the long line tee with the with the you know scoop hem, or or do they like the oversized fit? Like you just gotta you just gotta be observant, and you can't and you can't necessarily make clothing for what people will like. You gotta make clothing for what you feel is right and what the mass is like, mm-hmm. because you can't you can't please everybody. You gotta put on what you you gotta you gotta put what your vision is, and you put it out there with a great message, you know, great marketing as best as you can, and 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 do it right. Like you're gonna like in life, like your your first business isn't gonna hit, you know, your second business is gonna hit. It's very far and few in between. Of course, but you just gotta keep putting it out there and 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 and, and do it right. And and for my brand. It's really essentially, you know, to expand it and, and give back. Like, I'm not here trying to make, like, money, like, right now because you can't. You don't make money the first three years of business. If you can make money the first three years of business consistently, you've hit a gold mine. <laughs> it's, just, it's just how it is. So then, um, I'm not going to lie. I've been on your IG, and I see a lot of people from different countries wearing your stuff. What price does your brand fall into? Is it like affordable for everybody? So, so my brand essentially isn't high end, but isn't it isn't uh, you know H and M. It's 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 mid mid price point um, to the higher end price point, but still affordable, right? Yeah. And 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 I always I always give you know. Uh, uh, a little bit of discount if needed. Um, you know, like I've had people reach out to me like, yo, I like this, you know, I can't afford it. You know, can you, can you just, you know, give a, a $10 less on me? And I do that. Okay. And I make, and I do that. But, but that's just for the immediate people that I'm, that I'm close with. Right. Yeah. Um, but essentially it's not a high end but you get high-end quality fabrication and that's the thing. And you probably heard me say fabrication a lot, but this is what I'm, what I'm about. I've, I've got samples and suitcases and suitcases of samples in my, in my house here. And, uh, and, uh, I, I, it's all about hand feel for me. Okay. Like okay. when I want, when I want someone, when someone, you know, pulls out a crew neck or a hoodie and feels and go, wow, this is some quality. And then you realize what they paid for it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's, I, that's that's what I want. And I also think that you giving like discounts to people will also help you in the long run. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you got yeah, because you got to because you're building brand that loyalty, yeah, and brand familiarity, and you know I give great customer service, man. Like if someone needs something, I'm there the next day with the order. Like you know, even if it's a drop off or or, or or mail out or whatever. Like after this podcast, what do you think I'm doing? you know, packaging up a couple of orders. Okay, okay. And I'm not going to lie. When I ordered my sweater from you, you hand-delivered that to me the next day. 
and exactly, and it always comes with, and I don't just drop it off and dip. I always come and I and, and I give you that quality time if you're free. Like I'm not gonna say like I'm gonna sit there if someone's free. Yeah, to sit and chop it up, right? Like that's that's really what I strive for, right? I don't care, you know. I do, I do, I don't care if you, you know, like uh, personally, if I dropped it off and I just left afterwards, how would you feel? True. True. Very true. You know? Yeah. I can't hand off to everybody. (laughs) True. But like I said, I appreciate that you came the next day as soon as I placed my order. Basically, you you, you came faster than Amazon Prime. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I don't got their infrastructure, but yeah, I'm trying to do it. Small, small size, but big aspirations. Yes, yes, yes. Can you believe, can can you believe Jeff Bezos gave his, gave his uh, wife like freaking $30 billion? Is that crazy? I know. Crazy? When I saw that man in the news, it was, it was, it was crazy. But I guess, it wasn't, I yeah, guess it wasn't even, if you got go it, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I guess if you got it, hey, and she must've been down with him from the start. So, hey. Yeah. Oh, know? I respect that. And he probably, but I never like, listen, I don't look at, I don't count other people's money, right? Like everywhere it is, is someone that's going to be making more than or less. Right. Yeah. But I didn't know how much this guy had. Like, I did not know how much money this guy's made. Yeah. I don't think none of us knew until like the reports <laughs> so, came out. I was just like, damn, wild. I got to get like him. Yeah. You know how it started? You know how it started? How? Well, let's go off topic. The guy, the guy just sold books online, man. Oh wow! That's how it started. He 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 went and curated certain books that he liked and just sold them online. Oh, I I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah. Obviously, you can dig out more into that and find out more, but that's the crazy shit. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to do my googles to to see what's <laughs> going on over there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Since you've been doing the clothing line, do you feel like you have any competitors? Have you got like any haters or is everything just been like smooth? No, nah, there's always, listen, clothing is one, probably one of the most competitive industries out there. Everybody, it's like art, right? How many artists are out there? Mm-hmm. We're basically curating like fabricated art and what people like and, and what they don't like in terms of shape, size, color, you know, graphic. Yeah. Um, it's huge competition, right? It's, it's, you just got to stay in your own lane and don't, and don't look at what other people are doing. Right. And, and kind of, you know, just stay on your own path where right? you don't want to lose your vision. your hope. Like, like if you go to my website or look at my clothing, you see the aesthetic that's there. Black, white, true, black, white type of clothing, because that's what you want to do. You want to create the right aesthetic that you feel is good for you because you got to be happy with your own product at the end of the day. Yes, of not, course. If you just chase the money, then peak, you lose yourself. True. So okay. So then this goes into my next question: Did you mm. put your own money up when you first started? Yeah, all my money up, everything. So we didn't even get. Listen, you know, we're just chopping it up. We didn't get the story of how you even started, or else you know what I mean. Let me I'm know. Let me know. That's, 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 that's what we're here for, let man. Me, let me know. <laughs> let me let me let me go back to the money first, because everyone likes to talk about the money, right? So, so yeah. Um, when I first started the company, 
um, everything. And it's a lot to take, a lot to start a company. Like I, told I can you, imagine. You can't just make a t-shirt and sell. Like I can go, I can give it to you in a minute or less how, how long, how much has to go into starting a business legally, right? But I first would go back to your question. So yeah, all starting up, I saved up, um, you know, actually I had less than, than what the order called for when talking to the vendor overseas. Yeah. And I had to talk my way down. And essentially that's the negotiation skill that I've learned for the 10 years of my career, right? Finding out ways to chip away at the cost so it worked for you, right? Mm-hmm. Gift of the gab, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, first started, everything was $2,000. Okay, okay. I started okay. off registering the business, getting the deposit down for the for the for the first uh for the first drop. Um so yeah, all my money. I've had some some people uh reach out to me that I'm close with to kind of be like silent investors, but I don't think it's there yet, right? Um I know I have that. I know I have that if it need be, but but no, it's all my own money on grind, man. Why how can I how can I take someone else's money and do everything myself? I don't work that way, man. True, true. You're, yeah, that's that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. So, but like I said, I've had people reach out, but it's not there yet. I don't want to uh, just take money just to you know I have to curate it properly that I know it's something that can be sustainable before I start to take uh, uh, someone's money. Is that the right move in today's society? Don't know. Maybe not in the apparel industry. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. But okay, I got like I said, my own way, man. How to do it? I know how it works this way. If it doesn't work, go on to the next one. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, of course. I know. Before you were, you told me that you give um, some of the profits away. Can you let the people know mm-hmm. what you do with some of your profit that you get from the clothing brand? So on the first drop, I was able to donate uh, $500 towards uh, uh, mental health initiatives. So trying to partner up with uh, CAMH, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably the biggest mental health organization in, uh, I would say, Ontario, if not Canada. Right. Because um, that's just something uh, I've been pretty passionate about and something that kind of gets neglected. There's a lot going on in the world. You know this. Of course. So when the... When the but last year, when I uh, really thought about uh, the brand and where I want to give back to, start off, um, that was kind of what uh, hit home with me. Because we've all gone through the anxiety and the stress mm-hmm. and uh, feeling down. And you're just like, you know what? This is what I got to donate to. And then and that's what I'm doing. So each drop, I try to set a marker, depending on how much inventory I bring in, to give back. Essentially, if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, roughly, I would say twenty percent to twenty five percent of each order. Okay, uh, okay, interesting. Goes to uh, goes to uh, uh, the the donation fund. Okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you got to cover your costs, so you got to cover the cost of the shirt, you know, margins, and then you got to see if you make enough margin to donate. What I've been able to negotiate and talk the price it down, where I'm able to do that. Right? Yes. Yes. So, right. Of course. So that's. Again, and it comes with a lot. There's a lot of people that that you know try to do it. You know, bring in a shirt, try to try to donate, and they come back and they're in the red. That's not the sustainable business. Yeah, of course, of course not. Okay. Yeah. So, um, before we wrap up the interview, 
let the viewers know where they can purchase your clothing. So my goal for twenty, my goal for twenty twenty one is to get into some uh, boutique spots in Toronto, if not either Montreal. Um, but right now, if you go to Jean's or the you can go and order anything online. So we're not only online based, which is where the world is going to e-com. Um, but I still want to, you know, sprinkle it into the, into the, you know, the regular brick and mortar. Cause, you know, we all have five senses. You can see it, you know, but you actually want to feel it too, right? And no one's going to buy something online to, to feel it right they want that product so that's why you gotta get into those brick and mortar stores you have to also give the people your instagram as well where can they find instagram you? Jean's there. There. um there you'll you'll see it everything's there bio you know my curated uh you know photo shots and uh link to the website so there man even the updates on next drops uh you know donations uh, everything and eventually i want to get people involved you know showing people like doing extraordinary things to kind of you know build more awareness of it's course. gonna be dope man i'm telling you man give it some time it's gonna get there but just in case people don't know how to spell it can you spell it out for them i'll also put it in the link in my description as well but can you spell it out for them yeah so so it's g-e-n-s o-r-d-i N A R E S. Okay. Okay. So it's, yeah. So it's the and then the Jean Dordemer. Okay, and they can just type that in on Instagram. Everything will come up. A link to the website and also like the photos of people wearing your clothing brand on the main page, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, man. People, close people, people all over the globe. Like I told you, people reaching out want to support the cause. They just think it's dope shit, man minimalism is is the wave right now over the top isn't you're right you're right you're right 100 percent. so don't yeah man don't don't you gotta you gotta keep you gotta have an eye on the on the prize eye on the ball man if you don't have eye in the ball in fashion you fizzle out facts okay <laughs> facts but, uh, I go yeah i wanna i wanna thank you for uh being the first official person to come on my podcast to start this off right you know what i mean no, i really I appreciate, appreciate it that, you, man. man i definitely appreciate it man i'm here to support you man support the cause dope shit man don't do some big things promise thank you everyone who took the time to listen to the first official episode of the matt alexander podcast featuring my friend vass You'll be able to listen to future episodes on all podcast platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. Thank you again, and I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Peace.